So let's get to the word tonight. Um, last week I preached a word about um, when we say it's not enough or people have said it's not enough. And uh, this week I want to say what does God say about enough? Okay, and next week I've got something else as well from a different angle. But what does God say about enough? Um, you know, sometimes if God says enough is enough, that's kind of scary. Because <laughs> we're talking about the judgment of God. When he says enough, that usually is God's about to bring judgment. That's not what I'm talking about tonight, okay? I want to talk about when God says something's not enough. And it's a, uh, it's a word that will instruct us and give us some direction. You may already know some of these scriptures, but we need to remember these things and remind ourselves of them, okay? What about when God says something's not enough? Well, when he says it's not enough, it's not enough. So he's usually referring to people's hearts. Usually when God's talking about something not enough, he's usually talking about something to do with relationship or about the heart. So he's talking about heart conditions. Not physical heart conditions, but spiritual heart conditions. So I want to share a few scriptures about that. And um, as I was thinking about this message, you know, I was talking about last week about why people say something's not enough. And sometimes we think, have you ever thought, oh, it would be really great if we'd been one of the disciples and we'd spent time with Jesus, walking around with Jesus, and must have been awesome. Well, you know what? Judas did. Judas did. But it wasn't enough for him. It wasn't enough for him. Didn't change his what? His heart condition. He had a bad heart condition. He was covetous and greedy. And even though he spent that time with the Lord, that was not enough to change his heart condition. And so Jesus is always referring to, and the Bible is always referring to, the heart. So let's go and have a look. Jesus at this point was speaking to some of the leaders, some of the Pharisees and Sadducees and that, and he called them hypocrites. He's basically saying, you say one thing, you do another. That's what a hypocrite is. So he said, you hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you. So he's saying, you know the word of God, you know Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet. He was right about you, because this is what he said. He said, these people draw near to me with their mouth. In other words, they act all spiritual, religious, and holy. But he, and they honor me with their lips. He said, but their heart is far from me. And this is what I preached a couple of weeks ago. On the outside, they looked religious, they looked spiritual, they looked holy, it all looked good. But on the inside, they said, you're basically like an apple with a worm on the inside. You're rotten to the core. That's what he was basically saying. He said, their heart is far from me. And you know what? Sometimes we meet people like that. You know, they'll be nice to your face and they'll say nice things, but you feel like something's not right on the inside. It's because they're a hypocrite, okay? And Jesus just nailed it. He basically told them to their face, okay? He said, 
You say one thing, you try and look good, but in your heart, no, it's not enough. He says this, in vain they worship me. So they would come into the house of the Lord, they'd do their worship and all that, and he's saying, no, it's vanity. It doesn't mean anything. It's meaningless because of their heart. You know, when we come to the house of the Lord, we worship from the heart because we love him. We don't just say it with our mouth. We actually love the Lord with all of our heart. He said, in vain they worship me, and they teach as doctrines the commandments of men. In other words, they're not teaching the word of God. They're teaching what they want to teach, what they think is applicable, their opinions, okay? And the world is full of the commandments of men, okay? They hate the commandments of God or the word of God. They just want their own way. So he's saying, outward worship is not what it's all about. It's about what's in the heart that honours God. And then the verse that we just talked about in giving, okay? In Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, I just read it. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Okay? So God is basically saying, bring it all. Don't just bring what you think is enough. Bring the tithe. Tithe means 10%. We all owe God a minimum of 10%. That's, this is Old Testament. In the New Testament, we should be giving way more than that. And I'm telling you, if you do, and I'm not telling you you have to, the Word of God will tell you what to do. I won't. Okay? But it says, bring all the tithes to the house of the Lord for the work of the Lord. Okay? That is an act of faith. And as you do that, he says, and I will open for you the windows of heaven and pour out, pour out on you such blessing. If there's not a lot of blessing in your life or my life, we have to think, you know, have I shut my heart? Because the windows of heaven aren't open on my life. The blessing is not there. Why? And if we trace back, it can often go back to we are robbing God of tithes and offerings. Is that what I say? No. That's what the Word of God says. Okay? Says He's going to open the windows of heaven, pour out such blessing. In other words, not just enough, but way more than enough. That there may be not room enough to contain it or to receive it. There's going to be more than enough. And you know, one of the hardest things to do is to do this but I'm telling you when you do it you will get the breakthroughs in your life you'll get the breakthroughs I've seen it over and over and over there's times when things get tight and you get tempted like to hold back but I'm telling you they're the times to really push against what the enemy says the devil will say oh you better not give it you better not you think no I'm going to give more. Take that, devil. And as you do that as an act of faith, God will open up. God will pour out more than you need. 
may not be at that moment or that week, but the week after or the day after or whatever, or that job you're believing for, that breakthrough you're believing for, God will do it. Just by faith, trust him, okay? Trust the Lord. It works every time. Our 10%, that tithe, offering is above. Our 10% shows our 100% for the Lord, okay? It's just a suggestion. It's a commandment from the Lord and a suggestion from me. Okay, in Ephesians chapter 2, what else does the Lord say is not enough? In Ephesians 2, it says this, By grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So we've been saved by grace, grace from God, faith, our faith, okay? Not anything that we could do. It's a gift from God, free gift from God. Not of ourselves, not of works. Our works is not enough. We could never be good enough. We could never do enough to earn our salvation. It is totally a gift from God. Totally a gift from God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Yeah, look what I did. Look what I did. No, he said, you can't do that. I'm a really good person. No, no, no. You're not good enough. You can't do enough to earn salvation. It's a gift here from me. That's what he says. You say, no, no, I can do it myself. No, no, you can't. That's the difference between believing in Jesus and receiving salvation through him and other religions that try and work their way into heaven or whatever they call it. Okay? You cannot earn your way into the kingdom. Why? Because we are his workmanship. We are created by God. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. So after we're saved, then we do the good works. Okay? But good works don't get us in. Which God prepared before that we should walk in them. So when we come to the Lord, we receive the free gift of salvation not our works but his work on the cross and then after we've been saved that's when we do the works the gold the silver the precious stones because God's already got them says he he prepared them beforehand the things that God wants us to do he prepared since the beginning of time they've always been there it's up to us to hear from God and then do it. And what I need to do is different from what you need to do. And what you need to do is different. Our good works are being created by God, just like we have. Awesome. Awesome. It's like there's a little list. Here's your list. Here's your list. But we won't get the list unless we go to the Lord. Amen. Okay, what else is not good enough? In 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul is reminding, he's saying, remind them, remind the people of God of these things, charging them before the Lord 
not to strive about words to no profit that have no profit to the ruin of the hearers see there are words that we will hear that will ruin us that will destroy us that will damage us if they take us away from God or they put us more focused upon ourselves it'll take us away from the Lord they will ruin us they will waste our time our effort our energies the Bible says redeem the time the days are evil so he's reminding them he's reminding them stay focused on the Lord how be diligent be diligent be diligent to present yourself approved to God what does God approve of approved to God as a worker but working hard diligent and working hard who doesn't need to be ashamed Ashamed of what? Ashamed of being lazy because we are not what? Rightly dividing the word of truth. That means we are lazy to read the word of God. We are lazy to know what the word says. It's not good enough just to come on a Sunday. We need to read the word. We need to be diligent. Be that sure? We need to be diligent. Approved by God. Reading the Word. Reading the Bible. You know, when you read your Bible, the Lord will speak to you. Sometimes you think, oh, God doesn't speak to me. Actually, He does. He does. There's times when He will speak to us on the bus or the train or driving or at work or whatever. But there's mostly He will speak from His Word. You can just open your Bible up sometimes. You think, I don't know what to read. Sometimes you can just open it up and start reading and something will just pop out like, wow, I didn't know that was there. Or, oh, that's one of my favourite scriptures. And just really encourages us and directs us. You need direction from the Lord. Ask Him. Listen to Him. Read His Word. Be diligent. Be diligent. Be approved by God. It's not enough just to get a little bit you know no one's ever happy with just a, a spoon of rice you want a big bowl right you want a big bowl so be diligent in the Word of God feed your spirit as well and then in James chapter 1 it says this be doers of the word so know the word read the word and then actually do it if it's telling you to do something, then do it. If it's saying forgive, then be forgiving. If it's saying have mercy, then be merciful. If it's saying spend more time with the Lord, then do it. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be deceived. <laughs> I don't want to trick myself. Deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his image or his observing his natural face. Natural face. Look in the mirror. You can see, oh yeah. You look into the word, you go, oh yeah. 
But then you turn and walk away and just forget. It says, he observes himself, goes away, and immediately, immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So sometimes we'll just read it and go, wow, that's really good. And then just walk away and forget. He says, don't just go, wow, that's really something, or wow, I hear it, but actually do it. Do it. Otherwise, we deceive ourselves. There's enough people who are trying to deceive us. We don't want to deceive ourselves. Amen? And then in Hebrews, it says this. What else does God say is not enough? It's not enough just to stay away from the house of God. If we have opportunity, like we have so much freedom here, there's countries in the world where they cannot get together. They cannot meet in the house of the Lord for whatever reason. There are closed countries and there are a lot of there's a lot of persecuted Christians in this world. But we have incredible freedom. It says here, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. That's one of the reasons we get together. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. In other words, don't stay away. Come together. Why? So that we can encourage one another. So that we can be together. So that we can stir each other up to good works. So we can pray for each other. So we can just enjoy being together. Okay? So don't forsake the assembling together as is the manner of some. Some just think, you know what, I'll just pray at home. And that's good. But he also says it's not enough. God is a God of unity, of being together, of presence. He said, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. You know, when we get together, it's not just us in a room. God is here. God is here with us. Okay? And exhorting one another, encouraging one another, and so much the more, like even more, as the day of the Lord approaches. The day of the Lord is coming, and we need to be together and encourage one another because there's more and more opposition. There's more and more distractions. There's more and more discouragements to stay away. So let's gather and be together. Join each other. Join our faith together. Share our challenges. Share our prayers. Share our encouragement. Share our visions and our hopes. Share our victories. Share the blessings. Yeah? Be together. That's what God wants. It's not enough to be on your own. So what is enough for the Lord? In Micah 6, 8, it's very simple. He has shown you. He, we already know. He has shown you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you. In other words, what's enough for God? This is it. To do justly. So justice. To love mercy. To be merciful, compassionate, caring, loving. And to walk humbly. Humility. Walk humbly with your God. This is what is enough for the Lord. 
to be a caring, considerate, community-minded person, to be a godly person, connected, walking humbly with him. You know, as we read through these things, there was things that God says is not enough. It's our good works is not enough to save us. You know, it's not enough when we hold back from giving to the Lord. It's not enough just to know the word. We need to do the word. So, you know, let's just close our eyes and consider this. If God said to us right now, if he was here and said to you, what is not enough? in your life what would you say what would i say does he say this something that's missing in our lives are we missing in the prayer department are we a bit slack lacking in diligence in our generosity in our commitment or serving is there something that's not enough that we need to just pay attention to? Lord, I pray that you would just show us. Lord, we want the fullness of your blessing. We want to be diligent. We want to be approved by you. We want to please you, Lord, because that's why we were created, for your good pleasure. If there's anything missing, just show us and then just help us to overcome. If it's an area of weakness or a blind spot, just help us, Lord. Help us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we do love you with all of our hearts. We don't just say it with our lips. We don't worship you in vain. We do love you with all of our hearts. We thank you for your grace that is sufficient for us in everything. Everything. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's just your grace and your goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, everyone, if anyone needs prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, encourage somebody. Have an awesome week. Okay. God bless you. Bye, everyone online. <laughs> okay. You have food. Hello. 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 Hello.